Welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen, a podcast designed to celebrate achievements within black culture. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Meeks. Hey, welcome back, family, to Confessions of a Melanated Queen podcast. I'm excited today. Of course, I'm excited with every guest, but um, today... I'm really excited because I get a chance to finally sit down um, with one of the most phenomenal women in the nonprofit game in Chicago. Girls mentoring is taking a whole nother, it's going on a whole nother level now. And um, I met someone in November who invited me to participate in a uh, monthly uh, mentoring session for girls. And of course, at the time I was working with a girls mentoring program, I, I have a mentoring program and I said, of course, sure, I'm going to drop in and see how I can help. I can't cook much, but she had good food there. Sometimes I don't know what to say mm -hmm. to, to five-year-olds, but for some reason it just worked out for me that day. So I want to introduce you to Miss Asha Intem. Asha is the founder of the Chrysalis program. And I just want to just say to you that the day that I was there, and I mean, okay, I'm be honest with you. I'm a little, I feel a little bad. I haven't got a chance to show up as often as I want to, but it was so remarkable that I had to write a blog about it um, because Asha wow. has a way of working with these young women and her volunteers and it's phenomenal. So just real quick, when I was there that day, it was like a, maybe a, a four hour session and it was just filled with activities. But the energy in the room was so just, for me, it was just so encouraging because I'm, I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm a woman, but I was a little girl at one point. And I'm sitting with other women. I'm sitting with their daughters. I'm sitting with their nieces. I'm sitting with their little neighbors. And we're all sharing. And the little girls are just sharing their, their struggles and the things that they're dealing with at school. And, you know, Asha's an author. She's going to tell you about that. But, you know, she has a book of affirmations. We, we encourage one another. We uplift these little girls. They encourage us because I think we all went there. We thought back on days when we were six, seven, eight years old. And we felt some kind of way. And we didn't really have the hair that maybe our friend had or the skin tone that maybe our cousin had or whatever the case may have been. So I just want to go ahead and just shut up now because Asha's here with us today. <laughs> Asha, tell us about what's going on with you and the Christmas program. Whatever is happening with you, I want to hear it all. Oh, okay. It's so much happening. Um, the Christmas program right now is out for the summer. We have a picnic coming up on the 14th, which is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We have um, our fall session registration open. We're doing a lot of things this fall that we hadn't done before. Just kind of taking it to a new level. So what the Chrysalis program is, is a nonprofit that teaches self-love, leadership, and life skills to African-American girls, um, grammar school age, from five all the way to 13. So what we do is we do STEM workshops, and then we focus on the socio-emotional part of the girl. So we're talking about um, not just self-esteem, but also character, empathy, gratitude, conflict resolution, etiquette, uh, things that we all need uh, and needed and may not have gotten, and the things that we want to teach in terms of life skills, the things that maybe our parents didn't get a chance to teach us that would have made our life that much easier and made us that much more successful. So we want to give these children the tools when they are young so that when they need them and they need the information, they can reach back and pull into their memory and bring this out. So I remember we role played about this and I remember I know what to do now. So I want to make sure that they're equipped 
they are prepared for what's ahead of them as a black woman, not just in Chicago, but in this world, especially with times being the way they are. So that is the purpose of it. Um, when I first started the program, uh, it was really just about the book series. I wrote it for my daughter, um, the very chocolate baby. And uh, people were asking me, like, what are you going to do when she goes to school? Because kids can be cruel. And, and um, a lot of times the dark-skinned girls are made fun of. So I just wanted her to go into school being confident and being able to um, affirm herself and know who she is without waiting for someone to tell her. So I wrote a book series called The Dark Brown Girl, and it was four books. Uh, and then I started uh, putting them online, kind of like self-advertising them. And then I started getting messages in my inbox just saying, oh, my gosh, my daughter really needs this. You know, she's going through this. Or she doesn't love herself because of that. And she wishes she was more like a white person. She wishes she had the curly hair like her classmates. and She doesn't have that texture hair. So I just wanted to... Um, find a way to reach the girls kind of face to face and love on them. So the core of what Chrysalis is, is love. So this is what we try to do at every session. We try to go through all the five love languages of the physical touch. We try to give gifts. Uh, we spend the quality time. We do the act of service, all five, um, every single session with every single student. So that's the plan. And that's what you feel when you get there. People always say like, is the energy there? It's just, you, you have to be there to feel it. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, uh, I felt a lot of times when I was younger that I was isolated or, you know, I wasn't in the in crowd. I always kind of like marched to a different drummer and I had nappy hair and used clothes and I always felt like I was alone. So like part of the rules of the Christmas program is that we don't allow anybody to feel kind of isolated or set to the side or excluded. So everybody's included. Everybody feels loved. Everybody uh, cares for one another. Um, and then when there is a conflict that arises because we are humans, uh, we, we work on those conflicts as part of the conflict resolution program. And then we resolve it and we continue to love on each other after that. And Asha, what I love about yeah, what I what I love about your program also is that the it's not a I mean, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, this can't happen, but I did not witness parents just drop kids off and leave. Um parents stayed and parents participated. So do you believe that you know, at, at, at our age, we have kids now and, you know, we are, we're sharing about how, you know, in the past, you know, we, we've had our challenges as black girls and things like that. Do you think that your program model, that it not only supports the, the young lady, but it supports the mother or the aunt or the woman who's there with her as well? Because what I witnessed was teaching tools um, being um, demonstrated so that, you know, we can maybe address some of the things that we had going on. I'm not sure there was intent, but that's what I saw. Do you, was that your intent or do you see an improvement and even the, the mentality and the ways that the adult women are looking at themselves and their daughters as well? Uh, it kind of happened organically. I'm not, I'm going to be honest, it was not planned. Um, but what happened initially was that we would have all these classes planned. And initially, our age group was from 5 to 17. But most of the teenagers didn't come. We only had like the younger kids. So the classes that were for the teenagers ended up being for adults. So then we started mm -hmm. offering parent classes. 
it included like financial literacy and you know physical health they were doing like uh, Zumba and also so they kind of bonded and so they have a relationship with one another and even as people come in they welcome them in so well that very rarely do parents just drop their kids off and leave like they have a whole community of parents together who are learning and growing too and another side of that is that I believe that everybody has something to offer and everybody has something to learn. So I didn't come into starting the Chrysalis program thinking I know everything, I know it all, I'm an expert on self-esteem. I struggle with self-esteem and that is why the lessons are so important because we are giving and taking. So as I'm giving out, I'm receiving something from somebody else in the room. It might be a five-year-old, might be a 60-year-old, I don't know. But in, in that moment, I'm growing. I've grown from creating the program to teach. So throughout the process, I'm constantly learning. Const as I pour out, somebody else is pouring back into me. And I feel like it's a constant exchange of that with the adults and the students. So um, like we definitely build each other up, definitely are a support system and a resource for each other. Like I've gotten so much help um, from so many different and friends of the program where they'll just come and say, oh, I feel like you need this. And like, it's a true, genuine relationship of care uh, and kindness and love. And that's um, really the core of the program. And that permeates through everybody um, who comes. Okay. Tell us about your book series, because part of the, um, I, I want to say it was at the beginning uh, of the program, you know, we had a moment where we joined hands and we, we, we uh, stated uh, affirmations, but you were holding uh, one of your books and it looks like, you know, those pictures were very beautiful. I'm wondering, were you the illustrator? Because it reminded me so much of me. They were so real and so realistic for me. Um, the girls were able to affirm um, at the beginning of the program every day that they are beautiful, they are smart, all these wonderful things. But it, it was, it, to me, it, it went above the average affirmation. It, it was very unique to a black girl. Tell us more about your book series. Okay. Um, so when I first started the books, I, I started with um, My Hair is Magic, because that was the thing. Like um, my mom, when she was little, her sister cut her hair. And so, like, hair is a big, big, big thing to my mom. And therefore, it became a big thing to me because it was so important to her. And so when I went to work, I mean, went to school, uh, and my hair was nappy, and people were saying all these things about me, like, I let those things get inside of me, those insults and everything. So what I wanted to do is write a book where girl, to let girls know when they have the 4C, super thick, <laughs> super kinky hair, uh, to still feel like this hair is good hair. It's beautiful. Right. It's natural. And it's yours. And that's why it's important. And so that's what we started with that. With my hair is magic. It can transform. Like it, it can be anything that you want it to be. You can wear it in braids. You can wear, even if you're wearing a wig, it's, it's yours. You choose to wear it how you want to. And however you wear it, you are beautiful. So that was one book. And then the second book uh, was Pretty. For a dark girl and it's a play on words because so often I've been called pretty for a dark girl and so um so I just wanted to write a book to let you know you're pretty period um and so it's all about like character and understanding uh you are beautiful just as you are and not because someone else is telling you you are but because you know for yourself you are and that led into the book of affirmations and the book of affirmations is a whole book of just speaking life 
into yourself. And this is not just for kids. This is for everybody because everybody needs to speak life into this, this themselves. I believe that what you say, once you believe what you say, you have it. So if you say, I am strong, I'm educated, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, all of these things. And of course it rhymes because it's, it's a children's mm-hmm. book, but um, I just wanted to make sure that we're speaking positivity into the atmosphere about ourselves and about our children so that they can come to fruition. And so your child can think, I am honest. I do work hard, you know? And and so that that was the the message behind that. And that's the one that we go over um, at Saturday sessions at Chrysalis. Every week we go over, I am beautiful. I am strong. I'm fearless. I belong. I stand out. I am honest and so on and so forth, the whole book. Um, so I really feel like I need to do a shorter version of it because it takes up so much time, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. And the kids memorize it, so I know that they say it at home, and I think that it helps build their self-esteem. And they've, I've heard parents come back and say, you know, um, her self-esteem has done wonders since she joined this program, and I think a lot of that is because of the affirmation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, along, along with, you know, dealing with colorism and, you know, some of the things that just kids go through in general, a lot of our kids are dealing with a lot of trauma. So I remember, you know, sitting with you guys and we were participating in these breathing exercises. We took in positive energy. We let out the negative energy. Uh-huh. Tell us about um, how you guys address trauma among these young folks, because it's definitely happening in our city. It's happening in our communities. It's happening in the country. Um, does the Christmas program address trauma? And if so, how? Yes. So, um, so this is what the whole program kind of is about. That's what it evolved into. Because at first it was about self-esteem and loving your black skin. It's great. Um, but then I started getting students in who had been raped mm-hmm. or who had tried to commit suicide or who were, severely um, bullied. And so uh, we started to restructure the curriculum to, to revolve around that, like how do you recover from that? So we do the breathing exercises, we do art therapy, we do music therapy, we do all sorts of exercises that are all drawn to like bring out the peace um, and healing and that they can be there. Uh, and then give them a space to, to release the negative things that happen, gives them a mentor to talk by it. And here's he and then the mentor can say, you know, I have uh, experienced maybe something similar and this is what I did to try to recover from it. And here's here's a way to like meditate, uh, focus on the white light or whatever. You know, like so it's meditation, it's all these different things and just coming up with more creative ways that the children can partake in something where they think they don't realize that they're there to heal but that's what what's happening so they feel like i'm here i'm playing with friends it's a good time maybe the breathing exercises are a little boring (laughs) but uh but it's a part of overall fun program and it's helping me i feel better when i leave than when i came and that's the important thing and that they can carry that feeling of positivity and, and whole health with them yeah, so and this definitely seems to be a very holistic approach. I mean, you're you're feeding. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, I just have to share with everybody. You're an excellent cook. Um, so <laughs> the kids are eating well, so they're being fed physically. They're being being fed um, emotionally. Um, in many cases, I see spiritually. So it's definitely a holistic program. Do you think that 
with some of the services that you're providing that they're able to take away those tools and they can, they can apply it to the school setting, home setting, um, all that good stuff outside of the program. And if so, then, you know, I know that you have mentioned before some of the, um, the areas that you guys address and prevention is part of it. Um, how, how does that then, you know, uh, feed into these young ladies as they grow up and as they go into the world? Um, it's kind of a twofold thing. So we have students who, of course, have not been going through this childhood trauma. They're just regular kids who, um, who want to come to the program to have fun. Some of them come for the food. Like some of, some of them actually have said, like, yeah, I'm here for lunch. So, um, but the lessons that they get when they're there, it's kind of sneaky because you think you're there to have some nachos, but really you're learning all of these skills that, that will carry you into adulthood, the skills of understanding perspective. And this is one of the most important things. How many fights, how many arguments and disagreements, how, many, how much hate happens because people don't understand the concept of perspective, that everybody has a different perspective and everyone's perspective should be respected and so like it's just we're teaching them emotional intelligence and understanding like just because someone is not like you doesn't mean you can dislike them or mistreat them okay so we're going to treat everybody with respect and we're going to try to put ourselves in the other person's shoes that's empathy so i'm going to try to instead of just reacting to everything so if they come in contact with a mean girl at school they're going to ask themselves, what is she going through? Because mm-hmm. happy people don't, don't react this way. So, so what can I do to, to A, protect myself, but also B, be empathetic to this person and, and why they're responding to me this way? And that thought process is a life-changing process because when you know you don't take everything personal and you know that each person has their own battles and their own challenges that they're dealing with, and it makes you a better, kinder person. And I feel like that kindness happens not just at Christmas. It becomes a part of who they are. Some of these kids are five years old. So it starts right there that the seed is planted and it grows. The, the more years, I don't, I program, I don't know if I, I didn't explain this, but um, every year the same kids can enroll again. So we have some kids that we had even from the beginning. So now they're just older and so they they we don't have to repeat um conflict resolution because they're teaching it right <laughs> they know it. we've been through these classes before we know etiquette we know um perspective we can we can look at somebody and say okay i'm not going to judge you like the rest of the world might judge you i just want to get to know you for who you are and find the good in you and that message is what i want to spread I want that person to go home and teach that to their parents and their siblings. And I want that parent to teach that to their coworkers. And I want to spread that actual love. And what it is really is the love of God, even though we're not calling Christmas a Christian program. It's Christian principles. Um, it's, it's learning to, to forgive and to um, treat people with love and kindness and to turn the other cheek and to also be confident in who you are and use your voice and not be a punk, but mm-hmm. but just be a well-rounded, good person with strong character. And that's what I'm trying to instill in every single student and parent and volunteer that comes through the Chrysalis program. It's a, it's a flow, uh, kind of like a river. Like if they, some of them come back, 
Some of them don't, uh, but it's always um, people who need something. And I just feel like the people who need it are there at the moment. And then if they, they got what they need, they keep moving. If they need to come back for a second, something, they come back. They come back for a third, that's fine. We're, um, this is what, our fifth uh, semester. And so, um, um, we got new students. We have 26 new students this session. We have at least 10 from last session who are still just coming back because they love the program and they love the feeling that's there. And I want them to be able to, to learn how to create that atmosphere and to create that culture um, and take it with them everywhere they go because it's in them. Uh-huh. Well, what I'm seeing is that, you know, and hearing from you is that really you have a strong leadership curriculum um, because, again, it's it's anytime a child can learn to say, OK, you're bothering me. But why? What's going on with you? That's a leader. That's a leader. That's someone who is learning how to be a leader now. So when she's 25 and she's in the workplace or she's 35 and she's an executive or whatever the case may be, or she's a leader in her household, in her community, she's learned those skills in the Chrysalis program. And so you have a strong leadership program. And I, I think that's what's so phenomenal about it is because, you know, we, we are transitioning now in this society where we're understanding that leadership is not just top down or adults over children. Mm-hmm. It's grassroots. It's, it's from the ground up. Oftentimes we lead up, we lead up mm-hmm. and our kids need to learn that early. And so that is what's so phenomenal about it. You know, definitely a strong, you have a strong leadership Institute within your program. And so I, I can really appreciate that. Well, that is awesome. I'm, I'm loving everything I'm hearing. I'm loving everything I'm hearing, but I want to ask you one thing. We were, talking a little bit before we um, we start recording, we were just talking about just women in general and some of the challenges that women face. Um, you had mentioned a quote from Malcolm X, you know, about women being, black women being the most disrespected woman. Um, what, tell me a little bit more about that and why that resonates with you. Um, it re- resonates with me because I feel like, especially where the world is today, because we're a double minority. Um, so we're not just black and dealing with the issues of being black. We're also dealing with the issues of being female and woman. And so what I want to do is create um, a space where we're not the least. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like if we're the most unprotected, I want to create a place of protection. Um, so I'm trying to undo what society has put in place. So if we're the least, we're going to do the opposite and go high and be the most. <laughs> that makes it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do uh, with the Christmas program. And I think that it's successful and it's spreading the word of like, when I was younger, I felt like girls and women were all, especially black girls, or considered like catty or like argumentative or just have an attitude, like the whole stigma around the black woman was just negative, 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 negative. And I found myself trying to prove that that's not me. I'm not like that. I don't do that. But I realize it's human for people to get upset. Like right. <laughs> everyone gets upset. Why is it a big deal when the woman, when the person is a black woman? gets upset right and so i just want to take away the whole negative stereotype and the stigma 
behind the black woman, okay? So when the black woman does one thing, oh, it's ghetto, but then if a white woman does it, it's artistic or creative, you know? And I just want to remove that. Um, one person at a time, one person being able to see like, no, uh, this is why black girls are dope. Like, <laughs> let me show you. Uh, and so like, I have at least 30 dope black girls in the Christmas program. <laughs> so I just, I just wanna, want them to know who they are and for them to carry that outside and other people to say, like, that's something different about you. Why y'all don't fight in the street? You know, how come y'all not getting pregnant when y'all turn 16? Like, not to say there's any wrong, anything wrong with people who do that. I'm just saying that I want to create a different breed. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I really appreciate that. And this is just, you know, me just sharing some of my truth. You know, this is confession. So I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was sharing with my husband yesterday that I, I'm still struggling with a lot of things that's happening now. I'm noticing a, um, I don't know if it's a trend or it's just, I don't know what it is, but oftentimes I think that we still struggle with just accepting that you, you know, people should behave and do things a certain kind of way. So when you have kids, you have young people who are acting out or saying things they shouldn't be saying or being disrespectful or making poor decisions, we tend to celebrate the smallest things that they do. And part of me as a, um, as an individual who works in social services, as an individual who is very empathetic and very passionate about working with people, I'm afraid, I think what my point is that I'm afraid that we are moving moving into a society where we have lowered the standard so much to where um, if the minute someone makes one good decision, we're celebrating it. And I'm struggling with that because I think that I'm, maybe I'm getting older. I don't know what it is. Maybe because I'm a parent now, but you know, it, it, and I like, the reason why I'm, I'm saying this is because I like what you're saying is that really you're, you're trying, I think you're, what you're doing is you're, you're breaking away from that though. There, there is a, a, a trend where that's happening. You are still sticking to the standard of saying that, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You know, there, there are different ways to approach this and we need that. That's really my point. We, we still need that because there, there is that dark side to where, it's like, it's okay to be quote unquote, I know this word is old now, but ratchet or whatever they saying now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the minute that ratchet person makes a good decision, we're throwing a party and you're, you're creating a standard of excellence. And that's, that's what I'm saying. I really appreciate that because I, I'm, I'm afraid that we're losing it. I'm afraid that we're losing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we lost it for a while and now it's coming back. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and, and I feel like for a minute it was like anything goes. <laughs> Everybody's doing whatever they want, and it's cute. And right. no, it's not cute. <laughs> right, yeah. right, no. Well, I mean, you know, we were talking about dopeness a moment ago. So speaking of dopeness, mm-hmm. now um, I didn't prep Asha for this, and I even tell I was going to mention it though, but. uh Asha's just dope in general. I mean, not only is, you know, she's a ser- she's a servant leader, she's a wife, she's a mother. Um, she's an educator, but she's an artist. So when I tell you Asha's with me every day, I have one of her paintings <laughs> in my living room. Um, <laughs> so she's, she's awesome. And so I'm not sure if you mentioned this, we talked about it, but with your, with your book series, were you the illustrator? Are those I was, yeah, I'm the illustrator and author, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I am. you're just overall dope. So I just think this time... <laughs> We're celebrating the girls and the program and the women in our community, but let's talk about you for a second. I mean, as a Melanated Queen, you represent everything that I want to highlight, you know, um, with my endeavors with this. And so I want to thank you for doing what you do, because again, um, 
your your work is bad. I love my lady that's hanging up in my living room. She right there with us every day. So, <laughs> yeah. so tell Thank me. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you saying that. No, no problem. I mean, tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, is that something that you want to continue to do? Do you just do it sometimes? Do you feel comfortable with it? I mean, you just remind me that Renaissance woman, you know, like, I mean, that's, that's who you are. So tell us a little bit about your work um, outside of the Christmas program is just as Asha, you know, I mean, even before this, obviously that, that talent came from somewhere. I want to know about that. Um, well, that's a loaded question. I have a lot of, uh, I don't know, I want to say talents, but just things that I can do. And mm-hmm. so painting usually isn't one of them, but like I just recently started. My dad is an artist, so I've been around art my whole life. And I always felt like I can, if I wanted to, I could create some art. And I've, you know, I've dabbled here and there, but I haven't, you know, especially since becoming a wife and mom, I don't really have time to sit down and paint. But that um, season when I was painting happened because we were having the evening of the arts and we needed to auction some art. And I just wanted to make sure we had enough stuff to auction. And so my sister on her birthday, she's a painter. She's a phenomenal painter as well. So she uh, was like, hey, let's, let's sip the wine and paint and I was just like okay and I didn't think it was gonna turn out good but who knew I mean it was it just turned out really nice so I did some more so I did a total of six paintings and I've I've sold them all so I don't have any art of my my own here but uh, I'm gonna try to get back to it uh, once things slow down a little bit with Christmas and planning of all the events that are coming it's just hard to kind of like make time but in therapy I've learned that you have to uh kind of uh, make some time for yourself and uh put yourself on that to-do list uh it's just so much easier said than done so I'm going to work toward that maybe um this conversation is going to motivate me to do some more painting maybe some more writing because I do poetry I do art of course cooking and those are my interests um I love music I'm not good at making it, but I love listening to it. And that's kind of just what I do for myself um, because I spend so much time serving, serving my husband, serving the children, my family, my mom. Um, It's a lot. (laughs) So to make time for myself is uh, a struggle. And I have to remember to, um, to do that more i definitely agree and i i will encourage you because again your work is phenomenal so you know i mean i know it's kind of hard to carve out time though but you know that to me during that time when you were you you had that event um we saw a lot of your great work and you know it's just very refreshing to see that i love it of course i I love black excellence and you represent that so tell us so speaking yeah of course you're more than welcome Speaking of that, you know, the, the Christmas program absolutely does not just run on air. Um, how can people support you? <laughs> how, how can oh, they donate? Right now. Can mm-hmm. um, you can donate on the website. If you go to www.thedarkbrowngirl.com and just click donate, you can donate by filling out the form and just entering uh, whatever credit card information um, or right now we are having a t-shirt drive to cover the cost of the fall session. And so the t-shirts are $20. I think it's like $5 for the shipping. And the shirt just says Black Girls Matter. And it has a picture with our new logo on it. Um, 
So yeah, that those shirts are the fundraiser for the fall. So that helps cover the cost of food because we don't eat just eat like crackers. We we eat yeah. <laughs> at Christmas. We have pasta and nachos, or we have all sorts of delicious food, and um, it's a big part of what we do um, as far as fellowshipping. So. We make the food, and then uh, the children can sit around, and the parents sit around, and the mentors sit around, and we talk. Uh, and that that makes them comfortable. That makes them feel like family. And then that time draws out of them what's going on in your week. What is it you need? How can we support you? And that um, is such an important part of what we do. But that that's also the most essential part of what we do is covering the cost of food and materials and overhead. So like if uh, if anybody wants to donate, I will be super grateful, and all of the children and all of the volunteers will be grateful as well, because um, thus far, we just kind of do things out of pocket. Um, just, okay, well, we're having pasta. Who's bringing the spaghetti? Who's bringing the sauce? Who's bringing the sausage? Who's bringing the garlic bread? So um, it would be good to be able to have the resources there to uh, to cover the cost of that. Right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, if anyone is interested in volunteering, what should they do? Yeah. Almost the exact same thing as donating. You would just go to the website, www.thedarkbrowngirl.com, and then click volunteer. So um, the volunteer situation is recently changing. You have to do a background check. It costs um, $20, and then the volunteers are required to have a T-shirt which again are $20 with the $5 shipping. So um, you would decide whether you want to be a mentor, an instructor. We're um, adding on seasoned mothers, uh, those with adult children who can kind of pour into um, us younger mothers because my children are five and four and I need all the wisdom that I can get. And so um, that's what the seasoned woman volunteer is. Uh, Somebody to come in and kind of oversee and kind of just give us some guidance. So we respect our elders at the Christmas program. We don't throw them away when they get old. We um we pour into them and they pour into the, us their wisdom. So okay. that's another position. And then we need support staff, volunteers to kind of do the cooking, the cleanup, um, kind of the timekeeping and all everything extra that comes with Chrysalis. So those are the volunteer positions that are available. So if anyone is interested, again, the website is www.thedarkbrowngirl.com. Okay. Now, what about the parents um, or people out there who have children that they want to enroll? How do they enroll them? Almost the exact same way. Go to the (laughs) website (laughs) and click on register a student. The program is free so you're not paying for anything except the t-shirt and that's it so um so yeah we'll just come on and register and fill out your information and then we'll know what class your child should be in and we can kind of plan accordingly um the application asks um what do you hope to get out of it so it helps us make sure that we're meeting the needs of the people who are a part of the program which is very important to me Okay. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. What are your sure. thoughts on entrepreneurship? Because that you are. So you are an entrepreneur. Tell us more about your thoughts on that and what's happening in this day and age with entrepreneurship. I love entrepreneurship because I feel like the only way, well, not the only way. 
a sure way to make it to the top of something is to create something yourself. And Absolutely. so um, for me, um, before I started Chrysalis, I was a legal assist- assistant. And um, I just feel like you can work for years and just edging along, maybe, maybe not getting promoted, and just kind of feel like you're stuck. And so I feel like entrepreneurship gives you the freedom to promote yourself, to make your own salary, to give you the time to do what you were created to do um, more than just punch the clock and make somebody else's dream a reality. Like you have your own dream and if you don't, you should. And then you take that dream and you make a plan and you turn that plan into a goal and then you just take it one step at a time and do it. I think a lot of people don't do entrepreneurship uh, because they feel like it's too hard or it's, it's too it's too big of a task to take on. But it's just one right decision after another. And so I feel like anybody could can do that. And I feel like this is a time. This is what a time to be alive. Like I feel like it's a lot of black women entrepreneurs in society today. Maybe they were always there and I just didn't see it because there was no social media, but I'm just like, there are black businesses turning up everywhere and they are amazing and we support them through the Chrysalis program and me personally, I support black-owned businesses and so so we're constantly doing things to showcase entrepreneurship, especially, especially black women entrepreneurship so that's what like even in the evening of the arts we have vendors 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 because we want you to be able to showcase uh, what you do and why it's important to society and just kind of help you get your name out there so I love the idea of black woman entrepreneurship and that is why I love you (laughs) (laughs) because you are so inspiring because you you just do it like you make a plan and you execute like you do it and I and you do it well and that to me is black excellence so I applaud you um and creating the blog and writing the book and just being who you are because it's all about positivity and black love and power and empowering ourselves grateful for you Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. You know, I it, it reminds me of a conversation you and I had um, a couple of months ago. We, we had a chance to talk offline one day and we were talking about some of the, the things that I was thinking about doing. And this is and I remember telling you that, you know, my nonprofit that I was <laughs> that I was running. Um, I was getting ready to put that down. And you were like, no, that's great. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. But but what the, the reason why I, I really appreciate that conversation is because it does speak to sometimes when you have to stop and really got to think about what are you destined to do? You know, just like you said, Mm -hmm. you told us, you shared with us your journey with the Christmas program and that hasn't changed. I mean, if anything, you've evolved, you've grown and you will continue to grow. But I think that one lesson that I've learned over the last few years is that you really have to stop and think about what, what's really true for you. And um, the confession series has allowed me to do what I do best, which is talk to other people about what they do best. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't think that that was a real thing, but it, it is. I mean, it really is. Yeah. 
since I was in undergraduate school, I knew I wanted to be an academic advisor. And then as we just said, jobs are not, they're not guaranteed. So when I was walked off that job, I had to figure out, okay, what else can I do? And so I've always searched for a way to do what I know I do best. But I think that now with technology and with just social media and just information being available to us, we can do more things. You know, we can have this conversation and maybe get you a donation from somebody in New York right now who may not be here to support yeah. you physically, who but, but can send you a little money mm-hmm. to, get, to keep you going this fall. That's really what this is all yeah. about, though. And that's why we had to continue to work on our network and share this information. And so that our kids can pass it down. We're not passing down poverty and bills. We pass it down generational wealth. Yeah. Um, and that's something that they're going to learn from your program. You know, that those leadership skills just by itself is going to teach them that that you have. And so I appreciate you, um, you know, saying those things. But, you know, I think that's what we that's what we're here to do. We're here to support each other. And again, I wouldn't have you on this call if I didn't love what you were doing. Because when I saw that, mm-hmm. I was like, OK, this is a real program. You know, it's a real program. And I, mm-hmm. I saw how the girls really gravitated to you and to all those ladies in the room. And they were able to feel comfortable sharing what's going on with them. You know, and they knew that that was a safe environment. And I think that anybody who has um, a young lady who they feel like would need additional support, please register them for the program, guys. So um, before we go, do you want to add anything else? Anything else you want to drop on us? Ooh, I feel like I've covered it all. (laughs) Okay. That's fair enough. So, okay, we heard about the website. Where? How can people reach you on social media or connect with you any other way? Um, on Facebook, it is the Dark Brown Girl. That's the page on there. Um, you, we have a page on LinkedIn under the Chrysalis Program. That's C H R Y S A L I S Program. Um, let me think. What other social media? We have a Twitter. I don't remember the thing for it because we don't really use it. But, um, but yeah, you see this on Facebook and um, and also on LinkedIn. Okay. Are you on Instagram? I am. I, I have a page for, I can't remember the, the, the name. I think it may be the dark, but spelled D-R-K, brown girl or something like that uh, on Instagram. Um, those posts kind of happen automatically, so I don't know. I don't know the the call number. I have my own personal Instagram. Uh, you can follow me. <laughs> it's Asha V and Tim. That's A S H A V, like Victor, and like Nancy T, like Tom. I am like Mary. Okay, and I do have the um the dark brown girl on Instagram as well. So um Bye. yeah, because you know me, I sit here and I look people up while we on the phone. You're like I find it. Yeah, I find it. <laughs> So, but because there's the thing is you have so many different handles. I mean, <laughs> we have different handles. I do. So, you know, um, I know I go through that. I'm trying to figure out what's what. So yeah, okay. So I, now I just, in fact, I just followed you on. I just followed the dark brown girl on Instagram. I was following you personally, but I have the um, the organization's page as well. Okay, perfect. All right, then. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure, but I wanted to share what I know I have with you with everybody else because, again, you're a dope sister, you're a dope Mm -hmm. queen, and um, I can't wait to see what comes with this program this summer, this fall, anything that you have coming down the pipeline. I want to be a part of it. I want to help. I want to support. And let me tell you guys, when she she has a fundraiser, it's fun. So please come out because... um, (laughs) The yeah. evening, what was the evening with the stars, under the stars? I can't remember what exactly the name. The evening, the, the evening of the artist. 
Oh, well, the art was great. That event was fun. It was so fun. I really enjoyed myself. And so guys, it's, it's really, it's really a, a great opportunity to network with people. So if you see any events coming down the pipeline, please go ahead and get your ticket. Join us because uh, I'll be there no matter what she's doing. I'm going to make sure I'm there. And so guys, of, oh, course, it's, of course, yes, absolutely. It's always been fun. Quick little announcement, um, family. So I'm conducting my next research project. I need a little help. If you are African-American between the ages of 21 and 25, have earned a college degree, male or female, I need you in my study. And if you are willing to sit with me for 60 to 90 minutes and it is a paid opportunity, please email me. Yes. Yes, girl. I got to get the next information now. So laurentmeeks at gmail.com. Please email me. laurentmeeks at gmail.com. If you know someone who is a college graduate between ages 21 and 25, African-American, male or female, and you think they may want to participate in a study, please add them to email me at laurentmeeks at gmail.com. Now, I'm watching you because some of you have not bought the book. So please go to confessionsofamillionqueen.com and get the book. And we could talk about some things. I want to hear your feedback. So having said that, Asha, thank you again. It's been great. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. I love what you're doing. I appreciate it. All right, family. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Follow Dr. Meeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dr. Lauren Meeks. If you have a confession, visit confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com and share your story. Peace and love.